Hello and welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. And I'm one of your hosts, Binger of the Cosmos, Damon. It's good to see y'all. I was on the sidelines last week as uh, Planet Trivia went down once again. And I'd just like to say congratulations to the winner. She remains Anna. Uh, You just kind of destroyed them, I I have to say. How does it feel to be be the newly crowned champion of Planet Trivia? It feels amazing, Damon. I'm so happy to be back. Good, good to see you. Um, of course, we have Anna with us. We also have Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? Um, well, not as good as Anna. Uh, my trivia round was not as impressive, but yeah, still, still good. Hey, you'll always have the memes, Ryan. You'll always have the memes. <laughs> um, it's good to see you. And also, we have a brand new guest joining us, uh, a new friend of the pod. He is one of the new members of the MCU Power Crew. Helping us to determine the the MCU par- character power rankings. Uh, Adi, how's it going? Could you tell the it people uh, a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Uh, it is going well. It's going great now, as I was telling everyone. Um, my children uh, at this 8.30 Eastern time are in bed and being quiet. So I'm on the top of the world. Um, and yeah, uh, my background uh, is uh, that I uh, watch a lot of movies, play a lot of games, uh, and uh, do a lot less of all those things now that I have a two and four year old. Perfectly qualified. It's, it's good to have you joining yeah. us, man. I guess I guess I put the rest of that energy now into just indoctrinating them with uh, with products, as any good parent should. I feel like. Um, well, Thad wanted us to say Happy Father's Day from uh, one father to the next, you know. Um, and uh, so, why are we here? Um, we're we're here to to do do a pretty fun draft. Uh, I I love doing these rather chaotic drafts, and I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, y'all, it's the Goat Weapons Draft. Okay. We all will be drafting four weapons. Um, the term may be used loosely going forward, but we'll have to, to see how how uh, deep anyone goes. But essentially anything in pop culture that could be considered a weapon, the most iconic, the most popular, the ones that you think are just the most badass and the most coolest, those are the ones that are going to be drafted here. And I am very excited to see what we all come up with. Come up with. Um, do Do we have any other questions before we get draft? Before we get the draft going, guys. Any Any qualifiers? Anything are concerned about? No. Good. Yeah. No. So, um, as a first timer, uh, my question is: Will you let me win? That's hilarious. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> since you bring that up, uh, I. I haven't said it on the podcast, but I believe I have won the previous two drafts um, pretty pretty well-handedly. Um, I can't remember which two exactly they were. What was it? The Animal Companions draft? Uh, I got the W on that, as well as I believe it was the the gun the Knives Out uh, sequel. 
fantasy cast. I believe I got the win on that, but I, I can't be for certain. I have to go back, but I, I know I got that. So I don't know a D if you're ready to, to lose, but it, it's going to happen. So just, just get ready. I'll, I'll lie to my children and say I won. <laughs> they won't know the difference. That's just great. grade A parenting. There you go. Right there. Yep. So. Perfect. <laughs> one, way, one way or another, I'll win. <laughs> just don't let them listen, you know? So this is, this is not for your ears, kids. All right. Probably true. It, it really isn't. Uh, this this podcast contains adult content. Do not let them listen to this podcast. Um, Anna, you ready to hit us with the order of said draft? All right. So the wheel has decided. A D is going first. Ooh. I am going second. Ryan is going third. And Damon is down for the turnaround. Down for the turn around. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. All right. Oh that's, my gosh. All the pressure. Like number one. All the pressure. All First the pressure. pick, baby. Make it a good one. So, I, I, all right. I need to look at my list for a moment. I need to, I need to um, stall briefly and think not just about what I want, but, but what you all want, which I know well because I've been, you know, doing a lot of recon on all of your preferences and I did hack your computers. Um, Ooh, sneaky. It oh, had to be on done. You. I don't have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I hacked your sundial. Um, there you go. Uh, all right. So I'm going to go with one that's probably not at the top of everyone else's board, but I just wanted to make sure that this is on my team. Um, I think it's just a, a nostalgia pick, and um, it's super, super powerful. It's very good at one thing. Um, I'm selecting the spiny shell from Mario Kart. Are, are you talking okay. about the blue shell from Mario Kart? The blue shell with spikes that will always take out the top dog. I don't like you anymore, Adi. You are no longer invited. Um, Adi is out for blood, and I am here for it. <laughs> you just blue-shelled my heart. Yes! Yes! That's what happened. That's high praise. That was super high on my list. Okay? Um, it's iconic. I mean, really, it's, it, it's so dangerous, and as soon as you see it's, like, unleashed... If you're in first, there's nothing you can do. You can't run. You can't drive fast enough. You can't hide. You're you just got to wait for it to just circle around and, and just blow your shit up. And it's just uh, not much more as devastating in Mario Kart. Um, mm -hmm. I, I love the blue shell. Blue shell. Blue shell is the greatest. I uh, I think um, it, like like all great weapons, it, it's not just powerful by wielding it and using it, but like the fear of it like affects the whole game. Uh, you don't want to be too close to the person in first because they might get blue shelled and it could hit you too. And it's it's just an incredible thing and it's nostalgic and it's cartoony and it's just the best. Anna, do you fear the blue shell? I don't, but I'm famously not a gamer, but I respect the blue shell and I want it to stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Um, Ryan, uh, I know you, you're a little bit more into games than Anna, at least. Uh, are you familiar with the Blue Shell's 
brutal damage that it does on on your soul physically I'm, and mentally? I'm very familiar. This this pick knocked me off the track, and I just got picked up by the penguin dude. So <laughs> I am uh, I, I'm well aware of the uh, the blue shells lethality and how how angry it makes you if you are the person who gets hit by it. It by far the one if you're getting anything out of Mario Kart, it has to be the blue shell. Okay, it's 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 it could be nothing else. Nothing can make you sweat like that. That I think that's the rightful number one pick. At oh man, I'm pleased as punch. I am. Just, oh yeah, I want to punch. So you. delighted. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because out of I here. punched you. <laughs> All right, that uh, well. <laughs> That's gonna be hard to to match, but there's so many so many iconic weapons out there. Anna, that was definitely not gonna be your pick. Oh, so, definitely not. So you uh, get your first pick. I do, and I'm Twice very excited. <laughs> I'm going for the saber staff, aka Dark Maul's lightsaber. Damn. Uh, that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. It's a two mm-hmm. for one deal. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that a great pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dan's not upset at all. <sighs> why, why Darth Maul's lightsaber, and why not say Luke's or you know Anakin's or you know why are we rolling with that one? Yeah, or why, why not the one that I'm gonna pick that no one's mentioned? So, <laughs> this is gonna be very nostalgic, but the first. Star Wars movie I saw was actually not the original trilogy. Um, it was episode one. And my dad and I were in the theater watching it. And I just remember watching Duel of the Fates and Darth Maul and Qui-Gon. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I still maintain it was, well, I don't know if it's the best lightsaber fight to date, but I would definitely say it's top three, right? Um, and it just left like such a resonating impact on me. And when he pulled the sabers apart, I was like, that is so cool. He has two lightsabers. So, yeah. I, I feel the exact same. Uh, that was my pick. That was my number one pick. And now I am without either of my first two. I'm distraught. It, it's just so much cooler than any other lightsaber, in my opinion, because of what Anna said. It's just... We hadn't seen it before, and the way it was revealed was so badass. Especially if you were like in our age range, you know, as a as a millennial, that there's nothing cooler than the double lightsaber, and everyone wanted one. I I didn't even care that it was a Sith. I wanted I wanted that. And I still want that so bad. Um, Ryan, I, I know you're a big Star Wars fan. Was this one on your list or? Or another one. This one was no. This one was definitely on my list, and yeah, it's just like, like Anna said. I mean, I, I had seen seen the um, original trilogy before I saw uh, Phantom Menace, but I think it, like in a different way that just like made it like blow my mind even more. Just be like seeing him take it out, and then when the second blade comes out, I was just like, wait, you can do that? Like what? What is happening? And it's just like, and you, you you see a lot of double-bladed lightsabers now in, you know, Star Wars video games and in, you know, some Star Wars comics and, and books, et cetera. But as far as on-screen goes, I think the only other time we've seen one was in Rise of Skywalker when Dark Ray like, briefly had a double-bladed one. 
Um, right. And then and then she had like an actual one at the at the very end. But yeah, this is still like only the the first. It was the first one, and only one of two, I believe, that's been on you know either movies or TV. So yeah, it's um it's a great choice. This one was definitely on my list. Y'all are forgetting the spinny sabers. <laughs> You're gonna make Ryan mad now. <laughs> yeah, I almost. You misstated purposely it. ignoring them. <laughs> the, the spinny sabers are, are not a fan favorite. Um, Adi, are you completely okay with this one going off the board? Then was it was it not high on yours? Well, so I am protecting myself from feeling bad. Um, it was obviously high on my list. It's totally iconic, but I did. I, I have on it. I'm ready to pick four sabers. I feel like there's a good chance each of us wants to pick a saber. Um, so, uh, but I knew this was going to go early. It's, it's the reveal. Like you said, like there, there was no very few moments in cinema are as cool as the reveal of that saber, especially like a weapon centered moment. Um, and it's associated with Darth Maul and his look and everything else. It's, it's just so badass in the red, and it's just so good. And the song, I mean, oh, it's it's the, I I think the best song scored fight in in Star Wars in my mind. Maybe not the best right. fight, and, but the best scored. And it crescendos perfectly when he um, ignites the second blade. It, it all just, just matches together perfectly. Iconic. It had no right to go that hard. It really didn't. <laughs> and it changed the game, like you it guys really said. Did. All right, that's two picks that just knocked it out of the park um, and just cut someone right in half. Um, so we are to Ryan for his first pick. Did that just destroy your strategy, Ryan? Are you still still okay? You comfortable? Where are you going? It's a bummer. Um, it was on my list, but I do still have um, my first choice, um, which also has a great musical score uh, and allows me to do some line reading. So, um, from the ashes of fire shall be woken, a light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. I'm going to, of course, Anduril, the Flame of the West from Lord of the Rings. Iconic. What's your favorite thing about this weapon and how it ties into pop culture? Uh, I just, I, well, I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> the scene when it gets reforged in Return of the King is great. Um, the look is just fantastic. The writing on it, um, the hilt looks great. Uh, it's just visually, it's a stunning sword. Um, and then and obviously combat wise, it seems like a, a really great weapon and, and Aragorn just uses it perfectly. So I agree. Anna, are you upset or are you upset? I'm actually not that upset because there's, um, well, first I, I need a clarifying question from Ryan. Are you drafting Narsil or are you drafting Enduro? Because those are two very different swords. Enduro. Okay. Um, I was debating on drafting a great sword, but then I thought about like the number of lightsabers and the number of swords there are, and there's fewer lightsabers. So well, I am very sad I did not get to draft a Lord of the Wings weapon. It, it is the right choice. You still could. You, you still could if you wanted to. There, uh, there's no not according to my list. There's uh, okay. There's gotcha. Adi, are you are you a fan of Lord of the Rings? 
in the Flame of the West? I certainly am, and it's a great sword. You know, a lot of these, you know, big famous swords, I just look at them and they're too big. And it is not too big. Um, it actually looks usable for someone who's not insanely strong. Uh, I mean, all the uh, emotion that's kind of tied up in that moment, it's its a great sword. But it was not going to be one of my picks, so I'm feeling okay. All right. So that's three down from some amazing franchises and properties. That means we're to me for my first pick. And I'm upset because this isn't going how I want it to. And I don't like y'all. Um <laughs> So I have to pivot to to a first pick that I think is going to be solid. You can't deny how iconic it is. It's only grown in its importance over the last decade. Um, I'm talking about Milnir, Mighty Hammer of Thor. Mew Mew. Mew Mew. Gotta love Damn the guy it. Mew Mew. Yeah. Um, I, you know how it happened. It was going to get drafted. The question was where. I, I, very comfortable with it being a first round pick. I think as far as the MCU goes, you really can't beat it. And as far as how iconic it is, what it means, the story behind it, its power, and the look, it's it's a home run. Okay, I, I just the whole idea of having to be worthy to to, to wield it is such a great story built into it that gives you so many fun little little links in the MCU as well as the comics of course it's it's Mew Mew and it's it's my first pick so Adi how you feeling was that high on your board are, are you a fan so I thought a lot about this uh I thought a lot about the Mjolnir versus Stormbreaker question which would I want um and part of how I thought about my draft was which would I want for me? And I personally prefer Stormbreaker to Mjolnir because of the worthiness thing, which I'm very worried at some point would mean I couldn't wield my own weapon. It's uh, it's got uh, it's a conditional weapon is 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 what I'm saying. Are you at all worried about about that? So that's valid to ask, but the way I see it is I'm not picking these weapons to wield myself. This is not for for me so much as just what I think are the best weapons that we we get to witness in, in pop culture that we, we, we see in these movies and, and shows. And I I don't think it gets too much better than the Milnir. Like Stormbreaker may be as far as in story and narrative goes. It may be stronger, and you know it does look pretty awesome. I, I love personally the story that we have, the the weird love triangle between the the two, and yeah. and Thor and Love and Thunder. I'm a fan, but when we're talking about iconic or a goat weapon, I, I don't think it's it's a question of which one's better as far as we're looking at that. It's it's definitely Milner. That's fair. That's fair. No, it's it is. I mean, it's been. A uh, legendary pop culture weapon for almost a century, so it's doing pretty well. God, it's, yeah. it's been a while. Uh, Ryan, your feelings? Did you have it on your board? 
I, I did. This was um, second on my board behind Anduril. So um, yeah, obviously, I, I think very highly of it. Um, I agree, Damon. I, I thought um, Yonir was one of the bright spots of Thor 11 Thunder, um, both the love triangle part and how um, Jam was able to use it with like, you know, breaking apart the fragments and, and coming back. Um, but I mean, there's there's just so many greats. Um, I mean, you know, even leaving aside like the Norse mythology part, just like so many great MCU moments for it. There's you know the the scene where they all try to lift it in Age of Ultron. Um, there's where um, Thor finds out that he's still worthy. There's Cap wielding it in Endgame. Um, it's just really an I- iconic weapon, and and I I think. Um, you know, there's almost no better weapon that could be chosen in, in a go weapon draft than that one. So, yeah, it's a, it a really good pick. All right. Anna, thoughts? You know, if there's two tropes I love in pop culture, it's a dumb himbo and a jealous ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and Mjolnir and Thor together are just the perfect couple, right? Um, yeah, this was definitely my second round pick. I'm a little upset that I didn't get it because I love Thor, but definitely deserved to be first round for sure. I agree. Okay. Um, so let's just go ahead and keep it moving. Let's jump to the second round. My pick on the turn. And I am just, I could go so many different directions. I, I feel like there's a couple picks that I could wait, wait on. I don't think I will go towards there's some that I think would be that deserve to be picked maybe a little too soon. I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with with the stuff I've grown up with and I think it's just it's these things that have just stuck around and I think that's a really good sign of being a goat weapon and so I'm going to roll with another comic book weapon these are very closely tied to a character as in like you know built into his fucking knuckles i'm going with wolverine's claws damn it i wasn't sure he counted though (laughs) i mean i i think we all were wondering that but i feel like that just is the answer of of course they count i mean they yeah right ryan yeah yeah, I, I I think so, and yes, I'm I'm also mad because this was high on my list. Um, they are dangerous weapons, like brutal, vicious weapons that we have seen just tear into characters through animation and live action through different uh, studios. We're about to see it again happen with our guy Hugh Jackman in Deadpool three. They're just so cool you see him come out of the knuckles and you know someone's about to get sliced and wolverine has kind of taken control as one of the i mean top three x-men easily without a doubt i don't know if you could have said that before the you know the 2000 movies really kicked in but those just really really centered on him and it just worked so well hugh jackman was perfect for the role even though he maybe is a little too tall so but the claws themselves just super dangerous. So I had to get them. Um, Ryan, how high were they on your list, and why? Why do you like them so much? They were very high on my list. Um, you know, a, a lot of my picks have gone either by myself or by you guys. So um, 
definitely having to do some list adjusting. But yeah, I mean, they're just they're so fucking cool. <laughs> like, um, I mean, there there could be like more of an explanation, but I I think that's what it really comes down to. Um, obviously, digging deeper, like it really builds into like Wolverine's character and and the backstory and the fact that it always like even though it like it heals like it always hurts him when he draws them out um so you know that he's always got like he obviously he's got like the mental trauma from everything that happened to him but just having to endure the physical pain of having to draw his claws out when he needs to fight is is a very um interesting dynamic agreed agreed anna your thoughts uh you sounded like you were very mad as well about that pick I wasn't mad. I just wasn't sure if it counted. Like, I was definitely thinking about it when I was drafting my list. But, you know, we said no like creatures. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, question for you, though. Are you talking the bone claws or are you talking the adamantium claws? Oh, well, I mean, the adamantium claws, definitely. Um, which is the primary form we see them in, I would say. Right. But that, that's a fair question. But, yeah, definitely the adamantium claws. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the right choice. Like, if you think in terms of, like, the X-Men universe and, like, powers, like, Wolverine is just, like, up front and center, right? Like, it's Professor X, it's um, Jean Grey, and then you have Wolverine. Like, those are really the top three when you think about it, right? Um, Yeah, phenomenal pick. I'm a little salty I didn't get it, to be honest. (laughs) I I don't want to get into power levels because there's so many ones you could argue with, really. Like, you could even say Scarlet Witch could be thrown into there. Um, I was more just thinking, like, iconic. Oh, okay. You know, like, when you think of the franchise, like, who do you think of? Like, first is, like, Professor X and Wolverine, right? And then probably Jean Grey. Oh, no, no, you're 100% right on that one. That, that's I'm, for sure. I put Magneto up there, too. Oh, yeah, and Magneto, for sure. Yeah, good old Eric. Um, speaking of him, he he would take down Matt Wolverine. He always has his number. Um, <laughs> a D. Are yeah. you are you a fan of Wolverine's claws? Do you think that they deserve to be picked this high? Absolutely. Um, and and my I, I actually on my list had the bone claws and the adamantium claws together because it's the same weapon. It's all his his skeleton coming through. You know what I mean? Um, just one got souped up because of um, abuse. Uh, but anyway, I want to say that I've got. A four-year-old, as I mentioned, I have a bunch of like kid-friendly versions of comics for them, and uh, there's this one that we got that is um, Marvel superheroes during the pan- during the shutdown, and Wolverine's comic in there is that he is bored and he finds a picture of all his friends and he does the snicked and he slices it up into tiny pieces and then recreates it as a puzzle. And um, it's fantastic. And um, but it, because of that comic, my daughter loves Wolverine, does the fake claws and says snicked. I have taught her to say snicked, um, which I think is if we're talking about like iconic stuff like that's you, you that sound is only associated with one character with one weapon. And it's, you know, just so awesome. Like you said, right. And it's just you know, that's it, the best. That's iconic. Did everyone it here do the thanks. claws like when they were little? Like just like make their own Wolverine claws? Mm-hmm. Pencils. Oh, pencils. Pencils in school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> Definitely. Um, 
Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Um, <laughs> so I I feel like I'm I'm doing pretty well, even though my top two picks were stolen right out from underneath. And so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, let's go back to Ryan. Let's see where you're going to pair with, with the sword that Aragorn wielded. What you got? Oh, Jesus, it's hard. Um, I'm torn between two. Um, but this is the goat weapon shaft, so I'm going to go with the more iconic one. Um, what's the best thing you can pair with a sword? Obviously, it's a shield, so I'm no! Captain America's shield. Damn it! <laughs> I'm throwing up my, my applause emojis. That's that's the way to do it right there. Um, I'm surprised I got this far, really, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty high on my board. It's as far as a look and a symbol goes, it's it's hard to beat, especially with the MCU now that like catapulted it way into the to the top. And so this is a really good spot for it. Um, what's your favorite? iteration like the favorite look of the shield ryan do you like the old school like shield look do you like the the circular look um what's your favorite kind of vibe of it i like the circular look i i my favorite um yeah my my favorite captain america look overall well okay i mean my favorite captain america look is beard of chris evans but setting that aside for a sec um my favorite Captain America look that shows up on screen is Winter Soldier, so I think that shield um, is is my favorite. And then obviously, like, I mean, it just has such a journey. Like going in that movie, we have um, you know Bucky catching the shield with his uh, bionic arm, uh, which is a great moment. Um, we have um, the shield being broken in Infinity War. Um, we have. Um, I mean, even going all the way up to Falcon and the Winter Soldier when uh, John Walker uses it to kill uh, one of the Flag Smashers and we get that, that iconic shot of the shield with uh, the blood dripping off of it. So, um, again, just a really, really great weapon that um, I think really symbolizes Captain America well because he uses it a lot for uh, defending people. Um, and it, it, it just has, a, similar to Mjolnir, it has um, a great journey throughout the MCU and, and I think the story is really cool. Hell yeah. I I love the physics of it when used in a fight because they don't really make any sense, but they look <laughs> yeah. really cool. Um, the way it just moves around at will and where you need it to be. I love the, the way it's used in Winter Soldier, like on the fight on the boat. It's it's one of my favorite fights in the MCU, and the way the, the shield is used is just chef's kiss. Um, a D. Are you a fan, and, and do you think this is picked too high, too low? Do you think it should have been the first round? I yeah, I mean, I had thought it would be a first round pick, because um, like you're saying, especially the last like ten, twenty years, um, it's really leveled up in in the popular uh, imagination. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's a value pick in the second round to Cap's shield. Um, one thing I also love about it, just that wasn't mentioned, is um, the way it can be used kind of in teamwork moves. Like it can catapult people um, like they did in Battle of New York. And it's just, it's a great, it's amazing weapon. Yeah. No notes. 10 out of 10. 
Anna, anything you want to add? I'm emotionally devastated. I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from this. <laughs> well, you know, you could have picked it. You, you could have picked it instead of the lightsaber. You had a choice. I could have. But I stick by my decision. I'm just going to be salty about it. That's the way to do it. That's life. That's, that's being an adult. That's trash. It's the meme. It's the Bob meme. Um, yeah. So, speaking of which, we are back to Anna. We are for your for your second pick. Yeah, the Darth Maul lightsaber. What's being paired with it? Both my second and third round pick were just taken from me, so I need a moment to. Of course, you got it. I mean, um, there's, there's so many. You know, there is one weapon that, in my mind, has always been the most unique when it comes to sci-fi and fantasy content, right? It has its own franchise. It's a fashion accessory. There's five movies. You know, it's it's got to be Indy's whip, man. Like, that is, that is pretty iconic when you think of a weapon, right? Um... My dad and I watched the indie movies like starting when I was like really small. I actually just took him to see it the other day. And that is one of the franchises that we bond over. Um, and when I was little, this is going to sound really lame, but I would like try to learn how to use it. And like, obviously my dad's not going to give me a real bullwhip, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I have memories of me at like three, four, five years old, just like using a piece of string, trying to figure out how to use the whip. Um, Spoiler alert, have not gotten better at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just such a unique, interesting weapon, right? And it can be used in a multitude of different ways. It can, you know, be used to swing you over a ravine. It can, you know, try to bust up a gunfight and fail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a really great, interesting weapon. And that's definitely something I would want to have on my team. I dig it. I dig it. D, thoughts on the bullwhip? Uh is it as iconic as, as Anna claims? Obviously it is. It is definitely iconic. Is it a goat weapon? We'll let the voters decide. Because it is just a piece of leather. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, like, obviously, it's the it's one of the defining um, parts of, you know, one of the biggest fiction stars of the last four years, fiction characters. Um, and it, it is, you see the whip and you know exactly who it is and no other hero uses one. So I think it's obviously iconic. Um, so it's a good pick. Ryan, anything to add on that? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, I think it's a really good choice. It is very iconic as Anna said, um, very, as far as just pure, like weapons wise, obviously whips are like very, uh, versatile. Um, and so, uh, like Anna said, you can use it to, to swing. Um, you have a lot of range. Um, if someone gets really close to you, it's, it's not as great, but, um, yeah. And Indy uses it really well. And, uh, it's, um, like I said, very iconic. So. Yeah. I, I feel like this is definitely one of the weapons where it can split the divide on people They're they're thinking of this draft more as what's more iconic and and popular as opposed to what is the better weapon um well because it is very versatile it it's not super dangerous or effective against against some of the other things that it, you could be coming up against but 
there's not many other weapons that you can think of just off the top of your head when you're thinking of pop culture ones. It's Indiana Jones is maybe it's, I'd have to say definitely top five most recognizable characters are just most well known in, in this kind of in the fandom world. So I I definitely think this belongs up here. I don't think I was going to pick it. Um, I I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but let's you know I'll just say my hot take again. I think at least the first Indiana Jones movie is is highly overrated. Um, we'll, we'll just sit on that and and move along so we don't have to talk about it. It's like you're <laughs> trying to intentionally hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love you Anna and your feelings, but uh, I. Just, you know, just quick tangent. I mean, I tried to watch it recently. I think this was like a year, two years ago. I was, you know, doing a rewatch of a lot of stuff and I I watched it and I just found myself so bored with it. It's just it wasn't like bad, but I just I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't it didn't have me excited. Like I, I remember being excited as a kid and it just it didn't hit the same way. I I found myself being very bored. So I'm I'm sorry, but I it is the way I feel. I will have to watch the second and third one again because I remember liking the third one the most out of all them, anyways. I think so it's we'll the best. See. You you don't have to watch Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom <laughs> does not exist in my eyes. It's one, or, three, and five. Odd number what about no Crystal Skull? No Crystal Skull. What's that? Uh, what? Damon just. Just taking the role of Thad to bring the podcast to a preaching hall so we can get off some hot takes. <laughs> gotta, gotta bring that energy when Thad's not on board, okay? We, Thad's always here in spirit. Gotta bring the chaos. Um, okay. The bullwhip is off the board. We are back to where it began. Adiv, with your second pick, you just destroyed us with the first one. You yeah. blue-shelled us all. I did. What do you have in store for us now? Well, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go big because six things have been picked since my last one. <laughs> um, so I feel like I've got a lot of ground to catch up on, and I feel like this pick um, is one of the most important weapons uh, in the last fifty plus years of fandom. It's been across all the Star Wars properties, all the major tentpole ones. It is the Anakin, temporarily Luke, and now Ray lightsaber. Okay, well, that 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 is a quite a lineage of a lightsaber. We've seen it throughout the every trilogy, otherwise known as the Youngling Slayer Three Thousand. Iconic. Oh, no. Iconic. And on Father's Day, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> on Father's Day, you bring up the death of all those. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's currently it's currently wielded by a Palpatine. <laughs> oh, my God. Him. There is that. that. Worse. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard to deny how iconic that one is, especially because it just kept being brought into the story. You always thought it was gone and and it's there once again. Um, What's your favorite iteration of it, Adi? Like, what's your favorite part of the lightsaber? Is it being passed to Rey? Is it it's time with Anakin or, or, you know, when Luke held it? 
I I think it's probably honestly the Anakin's use of it during Clone Wars. Um, I love that. I'm killing kids. Understood. Well, okay. <laughs> no, not that part. Not that part. There's an asterisk. Um, yeah. No, I. I so I think, you know, what's so cool about lightsabers, right, is that they they bond with the wielder. And I think Anakin's story is so interesting because I, I think he is radicalized in the wrong direction by the the problems and the, the stringencies of the Jedi. And I feel like that's all kind of wrapped up in this uh, saber in how many different um, – kind of lives it's it's lived it's it's lived with anakin good lived with anakin bad um and it's living with ray as this you know embodiment of balance and so i feel like it wraps up everything that i love about that mythology is kind of represented by that weapon and and how long it's been around i know i i love that it definitely has more of a story and importance to star wars than the lightsaber from darth maul um, and it's simplicity. It's it's just one of the ones that we we just we just love for for who hold, who wields it. Um, Anna, any thoughts? When you think of like the OG lightsaber, it's this one. But like Ryan said, it's the the youngling slayer. Like I don't know. I feel like that Kyber crystal <laughs> needs like to be cleansed or something. <laughs> well, I think also. So I'm I'm I think slightly older than all the other drafters and like you know i i played og star wars pretend on the playground in preschool and when i'm imagining a lightsaber like this is what i always go back to and that this to me is like you know it's right there on the poster and and it's just defining it's the first one that luke gets it's the one that um that old ben kenobi uh, is holding on to it's just it connects the entire mythology you're right about that ryan anything else you wanted to add about this lightsaber yeah i mean it, it is obviously so iconic um as adi said and um it was wielded by all those people plus um finn for a bit in the force awakens um you know obviously he has a little he fights with kylo a little at the end and then there's the great line in the middle when they're being attacked by the first order and then Finn's like, I need a weapon. And Maz like, you have one. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, um, it's just like the concept of lightsabers is so cool. And, um, seeing that particular one's, um, longevity and, and how many characters that it touches is, is really special. All right. Another lightsaber off the board. Um, it's, there's no denying how iconic the lightsaber itself in general is. You could have just drafted them as a concept and no one would have batted an eye. Um, I, I wonder if another one's going to get drafted. Uh, we will have to find out, though, after the break. And we're back. And we're just talking goat weapons. We are on round three. We're back with our friend Adi. He just just chose one of the most iconic weapons of all time. Is it going to help tip him in everyone's favor when this draft is over? We'll have to see how he finishes. What's your third pick, man? Oh, my gosh. I'm going back and forth between two. 
and I'm really torn, but I think this is the right pick. I'm going to go with uh, a weapon from a property that has not been mentioned yet. I'm going to go with a weapon made of Valyrian steel. I'm going to go with a weapon that started and ended it all in that world. I'm going with the cat's paw dagger. God damn it. (laughs) I'm so mad. You are with two very noted Game of Thrones fans, and Anna and Ryan, and yet you somehow was able to just grab that cat's paw dagger right from beneath them with your pick. Uh, you should feel very good about it. Um, Anna, was that your next pick? It was. I'm. I'm. I need to simmer down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We will we will leave Anna to simmer. Let her let her simmer just a bit. Ryan, how are you feeling? I am feeling okay. Um, I always like you said. I, I love Game of Thrones. Um, I almost picked a Game of Thrones weapon with my first choice, and maybe I still will. But um, no, this was um, obviously a really great weapon. Um, like. Uh, Adi said it, it really kicks things off in the beginning um, and it's there to finish the Night King at the end and now in House of the Dragon we're getting even more backstory with the dagger um, and again like some of the other weapons like it just lo- looks really cool um, it's a really visually a cool weapon um, uh, and then put in, in the hands of what becomes a, a master assassin in Ari at the end of it's it's very um a very versatile and, and just a great weapon to have as well. Right, right. I, I think depending on how deep of a Thrones fan you are, if you have read the, the series, the books, uh, you dove into House of Dragon, the, the novella as well, I feel like this weapon probably has even more importance and, and significance to you than maybe someone who's only just watched Game of Thrones. But even then, it, it's still definitely a, a pretty important one. I'd say top three as far as Game of Thrones goes. It is not the one I have on my list as far as this property is concerned. I won't say what is. We'll we'll maybe get into that later. But I, I definitely can't argue against this being picked, though. I I feel like something from Game of Thrones deserved to be there. Uh, this one I, I can't can't be mad at it. Um, Anna can be mad at it though. Anna, are you still <laughs> mad at it? <laughs> I am. I'm very upset, but it's okay. I respect the game. <laughs> that's, that's very valid. Um, let's just move on, and, and, and Anna can seek some retribution here, because it is her pick next. And uh, what do you got for us? I don't know, because, like, my top ten are basically shot. Um... If it makes you feel any better, I think that's most of us. Mine, yeah, this is, it's been a, a tricky draft. I got one trick waiting. A one trick pony. One trick is just waiting there for that last pick. I think because I am a woman and I have no pockets, I'm going to go with a weapon that is very small. It can be hidden in a way a lot of places, but does pack a lot of damage. Um... It creates a lot of fuss when it's used, and 
you gotta look good when you when you use it. You gotta wear a full suit. So um, I am gonna go with the noisy cricket from Men in Black. Hell yes. Everyone yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That that was on my list too. Also on mine. Yeah. That's I think the coolest gun in pop culture history, and I don't think it's close. Like Men in Black is I think super underrated. And when you see that gun, it, it looks really cool with how small it is. And you just have an, a feeling that it's just going to be awesome. And when it's finally used, it's so worth it. I I, I love it. Adi, thoughts on the Noisy Cricket? Love the Noisy Cricket. Uh, love Men in Black. Love those movies. I was at like the perfect age when they came out. I think I was probably like... 15 or so um i just thought it was like the coolest thing in the world it's funny it's also badass it's mentioned in the song um yeah i love it i love it it's it's so imaginative it's so creative um it's really really fun and you can also silence it so um it is versatile as well and like anna said can hide it real easy which is underrated underrated for sure very true you can you can get it anywhere (laughs) my favorite is when uh jay uses it and he gets like flown back right and then Kay is able to use it and then he doesn't (laughs) what a flex Oh, uh, that those movies was just K flexing on Jay constantly. Is was what it was. Doesn't um, the gun fully blow someone's head off? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah I, think so. I, I I forget who the the, the alien is, but um, I, I know what you're talking about, and yeah, it does. Sorry, the train is back. <laughs> Don't y'all miss the train? We miss. Yeah. <laughs> Like an old friend coming to visit. I did not miss the train. Just, just Kool Aid manning his way back into the podcast. <laughs> oh. Oh no. <laughs> yep, that, that's the train. Just, just oh no, in his way through the pod. Um. Anyways, I'm, I'm so glad the noisy cricket got picked. If any gun was to get picked, I, I don't think there's as many iconic guns. There, there's there's plenty, I'd say, iconic guns, but I don't know if you could consider too many in that upper echelon of being, like, the GOAT. And this one, uh, I'm, I'm cool with being up there. All right. I think we're back to Ryan for his third pick. What do you got for us, man? Yeah, this, this is tough. Um, there's a few different directions um, I could go with this, but... I am going to go with um, a weapon that really kicked off what just I, I think is just a, a really great series, um, and it, it, it looms large over the the first book of that series, um, as well as uh, Greek mythology in general. Uh, I am going with uh, Zeus's master thunderbolt, um, like I said from Greek mythology, but more specifically here from uh, the Percy Jackson. Uh, franchise you love to see it um i'm not surprised something from great mythology got picked in this draft i think most of us are 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 fans of it here adi are you a fan of great mythology yeah uh my mom is a classics professor um 
I was raised on it pretty hard. Um, it's it, it's one of the kind of models that I think a lot of these other ones are learning from and and referencing. Uh, it's it's an all timer. Very very true, Anna. What do you like about Zeus and its use of the Thunderbolt in the Percy Jackson series? Um, before we get into that, for the way that Ryan was leaning it on, I was like, is he picking Riptide? Is he picking Riptide? I almost thought <laughs> he was picking Riptide. I would have been pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. Um, well, I... First of all, the first Percy Jackson movie, um, not accurate to the book, so I don't acknowledge it. But generally speaking, um, it, it's pretty iconic in mythology and fiction, right? Like, people... It was mentioned in Love and Thunder, right? Um, right. So yeah, right it, next to naked Zeus or almost naked. Russell and then you also Zeus. see um, a version of it in like the Hercules animated movie. Yeah. So it's been depicted quite a few times and it's in quite a few properties, um, Marvel and Disney included, right? So it's something that people commonly understand and there's not really any questions to be had about it. It's a bolt of lightning. It could mess you up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, as far as everything picked, it, it kind of has the most staying power. It is the oldest of these weapons, and I don't see it going going away anytime soon. So this this could be considered uh, still the draft, honestly, if you're thinking about it. And uh, I, I got to respect it, Ryan. That, that's a really good pick. Any, any other thoughts on the Thunderbolt, guys? Anything from you, Eddie? No, I mean, that's it, it's I love it. I, I love that we've got Greek mythology represented on here because that's like the original pop culture. It's so good. Right. And we are going to be getting more of it next year. Uh, Percy Jackson uh, series season one is going to be dropping. They've been dropping some posters here recently. Very, very excited for that. Uh, everyone go read the books if you haven't yet. That would mean we are back around to myself for the turnaround. Let's do this. Let's see what is left since I last picked because it's been a minute and lo and behold something that I was hoping would be back would still be there when I, when I came back is still there I figured it could be I wasn't sure how big y'all are into video games but other than the blue shell I think this is clearly the most iconic weapon in video game history it's, it's something that just gives you hope it's so fun to play with uh, the imagery of it the music that comes along with it um, it's hard to beat the Master Sword from the Legend of Zelda video game series and I, I think this is also maybe one of the stills of the draft third round the Master Sword Tell me how you're feeling. Anna, I know you personally are a big video game player. Are you aware of the Master Sword and what it holds for, for a lot of people with significance? I've actually played Legends of Zelda, so I do understand the importance of the sword. <laughs> I, I love that. that for a second, I thought you were going to go with maybe the shield, right? Because the shield is pretty iconic as well. But Very so, true. Very, very true. Ryan, what say you? Are do you think the sword should have been drafted, or you maybe are you a bigger fan of the the shield, or or maybe even the uh, the boomerang or the slingshot? 
Oh no, absolutely. Um, this the sword was definitely on my list. Um, uh, like you said, it's a very iconic uh, video game weapon, um, both in, in Legend of Zelda and Super Smash Brothers. Um, I like I, I love swords, um, and I also love um, good looking swords, pretty swords. Um, and so I, I love the um, the purple hilt and a little like gold uh, gem on that. Uh, so yeah, I just um, love the look of it. Uh, and the the significance and the you know how how good of a sword it is i, I think it's uh definitely one that deserved to be picked it is a very pretty sword a d was this on your list at all are you a fan of zelda absolutely on my list uh and was like slightly surprised it hadn't gone yet um but there's not been a lot of games on here but um for a split second, I genuinely thought when you mentioned its music, I was like, he's not going to do the ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was like sitting there thinking, like, what is the theme in my head? I was like, I know this theme. <laughs> um, please. Is that how you say it? Because I've always said ocarina and I'm sure that's always been wrong. But I've heard both out there a lot. I don't know which yeah. one's actually I've heard correct. it both ways. It's look. It's the most iconic thing of Legend of Zelda. I'd say the Ocarina of T- is my va- favorite game in the series. Yeah, me too. The music is uh, burnt into my my mind. Okay, but the sword is it. it it's you know it goes across four or five different iterations of the game at least, if not more. Yeah, when you count all the Game Boy games and whatnot, you have so many games that are centered around the Master Sword and and its use and yeah it's it's hard to beat that so i'm very very happy with that being my third pick and y'all, are, yeah. y'all are, let me get a pretty strong board here guys uh y'all should be worried mm-hmm. I, just one other thing to add about it is that it's a sword that shoots out other sword blades <laughs> it's a really good weapon <laughs> It's a, it's a very good weapon. It, you know, it's tied to the Triforce. It can help you go back in time also. Um, it, it's hard to, to beat when you have the Master Sword. It really is. And with that, I, I we are to the last round with my last pick. So I'm just going to go run down real quick who I have so far. I have Mighty Hammer... Milnir, uh, I have Wolverine's Claws, and I have the Master Sword from the Legend of Zelda series. I think pretty good trio. Um, to round it off for my last pick, looking to see there's one that Thad would love for me to pick, but I just... <laughs> I don't think it's iconic enough. Um, he, he wanted me to pick Saba, the uh, the dragon dagger from. I'm sorry, the uh, the wolf dagger from Power Rangers that talked. You know that our guy Tommy had. Pretty pretty iconic. There's a couple I could go in direction with. This this is oh, this is a hard one right here. I feel like I'm doing pretty well with the draft, but I don't want to go too simple and and mess up. I feel like I need to go a little bit more in my direction. This, this is tough, guys. I don't know. Um, there's still so many on the board that's not going to get drafted, and it's going to be wild. I, You know what? I'm going to go with something that I know y'all won't go with. 
I it's a little bit out of the left field, but I, I need to give it some shine. It's tr- honestly like really iconic if you think about it. You when you see the knife glove of one Freddy Krueger, you know shit's about to go down. You're about to get scared and it's going to be delightfully hilarious with our guy Freddy. The knife glove. And yeah, I, you know, definitely I know not on Ryan or Anna's boards. Adi, how are you with, with horror? Are you a fan at all? I enjoy some horror. I'm a, I'm a horror casual. Um, I had a Freddy Krueger shirt for a long time that I wore around. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, this is so iconic for the genre. And it's like, you know, it's like it's like country is like making the most money in music, even though like half the world doesn't listen to it. It's the same way with like horror and movies the the, the fandom is just so vibrant and committed. And this is absolutely defining um, for that. I think it's, I think it's good to have the genre of horror represented. And I think it's a a great representation of that. It's like, it's like that, or maybe, uh, Michael Myers's blade was the only other one I would think of. Yeah. You know, and like, that's, that's just a butcher knife, you know, it's, it's pretty iconic, but it's, it's not specific to just him. There are plenty of other slashers out there that, that have used it themselves. So I, I need to, not that I really am into horror at all. Um, in fact, I use Damon as my human shield every time there's like a horror adjacent item come out and I'm like, can I watch it? And he always goes, no, you can't. Dad <laughs> <laughs> and I were at fan expo in Toronto and we were waiting in line for Sean Astin to sign my Lord of the Rings book. And he was right next to the guy who played Freddy Krueger. And oh, there is this woman who came up and she was wearing a skirt and she like asks the guy who played Freddy Krueger a question and he's like, yeah, sure. So she walked around like behind the table, pulls up her skirt and he's like signing her leg in Sharpie. And me and that are just looking at each other like, what the hell is going on here? And then her friend was like kind of next to us. So we were like asking her and what happened. And she actually got him to sign her leg and then went over to a tattoo artist and got a tattoo right after he signed her leg. So, like, this fandom goes hard, man. <laughs> I mean, Robert England is is a legend, a horror legend. Uh, Freddy, just Freddy, the character himself, is, is truly iconic. He, I, I would put him up against a lot of a lot of like current pop culture figures as far as like who is more recognizable, honestly. And I, I feel like Freddy wins a lot of it. Um, Ryan. Yeah. Any thoughts on, on our guy, Freddy? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not super familiar with the weapon in question. Obviously, I've seen it, but I haven't seen the movies. Um, as has obviously been established, Anna and I, very famous scary cats. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's um, <laughs> I think the, the, the weapon um, is very iconic and deadly. Uh, and, it, you know, I don't have any problems with it making this list. So. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And that concludes mine. And let's go ahead and keep on moving. We are to Ryan. Ryan, you want to give a rundown of your list before picking that last last draft pick? 
Yes. So my picks so far are um, Andrew Flame of the West, uh, sword from Lord of the Rings. Um, I have uh, Zeus's Master Thunderbolt uh, from um, overall Greek mythology, but specifically the Percy Jackson franchise and uh, Captain America Shield from the MCU and just Marvel Comics in general. Uh, With my last pick, Jesus, this was tough. And um, there's, uh, there's two that I'm still sort of torn on. Uh, for my last pick. Uh, but since we went down the open the video game door, the uh, the only video game weapon I thought of was um, Link's Master Sword, but um, you guys gave me some ideas. So I am going to go with um, Samus Aran's uh, Plasma Cannon Arm uh, from the um, Metroid video games and also from the uh, Super Smash Bros. video games, uh, which are some of my favorites. And uh, if you played those games, you knew that if you got hit with a fully charged blast from Samus, you were toast and it was an instant knockout. Hell yes. I mean, definitely one of the most iconic weapons from video games. We... You don't want to get hit by that in any form, whether that or Smash Brothers. I hated going against Seamus in the in Smash Brothers. Really, a D. Are, are you a fan of Seamus? And do you think this is a a really good pick, uh, deserving of mm-hmm. of the draft? Absolutely. I um, remember spending just like weeks and weeks playing Metroid at, at my buddy's house. I didn't have a Nintendo, um, but my buddy down the street did and so just like slowly but surely working our way through the original metroid and then every single sequel that came after metroid is such a badass and especially at that time there were like almost no female protagonists in video games and samus is just like unstoppable and uh just so rootable and so the plasma cannon's great. And then had this like whole new life with Smash uh, and Smash Brothers. And um, so I think that's that's a great video game pick. And like just like Samus's whole armor is like an incredible weapon because it can do, you know, so many different things. It it makes Iron Man look like a punk, yep. does it not? Uh, just so many things you can do. I feel like we're going to get a really good movie, uh, Metroid movie, at some point if we get it in the right hands of, of the right director. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Mm-hmm. Anna, any thoughts on, on the plasma cannon gun? I've only seen it used in Super Smash Bros., but it is a very cool weapon. Great tech, Ryan. Thank you. Right. Another board down, two left. Anna, give us a recap real quick. All right. So for my board, I have uh, Darth Maul's lightsaber. I have Indy's whip and I have the noisy cricket. A couple of items I've been like noodling with. Like, I feel like there's a lot of great Valerian steel options still on the board but there is a specific type of weapon that has like zero representation so far and anyone who knows me knows it is my favorite Mm -hmm. type of weapon so i feel like i have to pick one of those um 
so the weapon I'm going to pick is uh, a favorite of a female protagonist. Uh, she had her own franchise. Um, very well known. Had uh, four movies. Um, has a cool little whistle that goes along with it. Um, and it just was a great coming of age story. So I am actually going to go with Katniss's bow. Um, shockingly, I did not go with Hawkeye's or Legolas's. <laughs> um, you know, Katniss is just such a great character and it's really great to get female representation on the board. And she's just such a badass, you know, just shooting an apple in the, the mouth of a pig that people are eating off of. That is it's just ballsy shit. And I appreciate it. You're 100% right. We needed some bow and arrow representation, some female representation. I love bow and arrows. And I feel like when it came down to the draft for me, none were like by themselves, like separately iconic. There was no like specific kind of bow and arrow that I felt like reached, you know, stood out while, you know, there are some of the archers that are just truly iconic like Katniss is definitely one of them then probably the newest one and she's she's so great at with with the bow and arrow and of course you also mentioned Hawkeye there's always Robin Hood and I just I I think this is definitely a worthy pick I just felt like I just wish they personalized the bow and arrow just maybe a little bit more it brought a little bit more more personality to it uh just in general you know i don't know why they they don't seem to do that as as much as one would do to a to a sword or, or a gun i guess it's it's harder to to customize to, to make your own but that's but without a doubt i i think that's a good pick ad thoughts oh yeah i agree very much like bows in general are just like so iconic across storytelling um, and with very, very good reason, right? They're like beautiful to look at. And like the path of an arrow is, is elegant, um, in a way that very few weapons, you know, like melee weapons definitely are, or like these plasma things are not, like, there's a beauty to a bow and an arrow. And I think this is an awesome one. I love the hunger games and, um, and I love Katniss as a character. Um, the bow that I had actually on my list, I kind of knew I was never going to pick it, but I was thinking that I love the the longbow in Dungeons and Dragons uh, just in general, but I didn't really know how that kind of plays into this world. And like D&D is like still in some ways crossed over, but still not. Um, so I, th- I think it's a cool pick. I do also, though, kind of agree with what you're saying, Damon. Like, some of my favorites, there's a real, like, the personality of the person is kind of reflected in that specific, um, their specific weapon. And it's more like just kind of the concept of it, I think, is really tied up with Katniss. So it's, it's a little um, kind of less personal, maybe, but I think it's great. I yeah, I completely agree with that. That's why I was like hemming and hawing. I'm like, well, Legolas's bow is like way cooler, but I'm like, is it goat though? Like, I feel <laughs> Katniss is a little more goat than Legolas. Legolas, yeah. Frodo doesn't even know his name. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, how important she, are you if Frodo doesn't know who you are? <laughs> she literally destroyed the dome with a shot from her bow. <laughs> Exactly. She started a revolution with with a shot from that thing. She did damage. As far as like what the bow meant to the character, I think that that kind of wins. If you're going off of power and and versatility, it's hard to go against 
the Hawkeyes and all their like crazy gadget arrows. But you know, what would you care about more? You know, the elegancy or the the versatility or the importance. I I think Katniss is the right choice for for the bow and arrow for sure. Any any thoughts on the bow and arrow before we get to the last pick, y'all? Yeah, I, I think it's a really uh, great choice. Um, obviously, Katniss is a, is a great character. Um, and yeah, there's just something about bows and arrows um, in TVs or movies, like just the way that it looks when you either make like a long distance shot or like a trick shot or uh even like a near miss to just like sort of warn someone it's just it's so cool and those are usually really well done and like anna talked about you know with the the arrow through the apple with the pig like some shots like that um you can really only get with a bow and arrow and so i'm glad that uh there was one that at least made this list hell yeah you always have like the the shot where the arrow goes through the other arrow yeah yeah that too just there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it visually um all right we are back to where we began one more pick adi give us a rundown real quick of what you have so far sure sure my very very tight and themed draft everything is really similar i've got the blue spiny shell from mario kart which is a Kingslayer in its own way. I've got Anakin and Luke and Finn and Ray's lightsaber. Uh, and I've got the cat's paw dagger that slayed the Night King uh, from Game of Thrones. So I've got one more to pick. Um, and I've had one that crossed my mind in my prep that I just couldn't... Um, I feel like I need to mention. I also am like certain it won't count, but... I really believe in it in a way. Um, so I'm just going to say it, and I'm very ready for it to be vetoed. Um, Logan Roy's approval <laughs> is the most um, powerful weapon in the show that's about to win Best Drama. <laughs> okay, so I don't think any of us has, has watched or completed the show at least. Oh, is no. That <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that's still there's no spoiler in that. Everyone. No, no, they're, they're perfectly fine against them. But I just want to like, right. And have you finished or have you even started it? Me? No. But I'm intrigued. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, well, I can't talk about it without spoiling the show. <laughs> no, you can. Um, well, we'll just put a mini spoiler tag here, but yeah. I don't care if you spoil it. Just, you know, enlighten me. I'm so. I'm an uncultured swine. Glad to have you. Um, the so basically all of succession is built around the question of who is going to succeed this titan of industry, Logan Roy, um, who is this amalgamation of like every horrible, you know, multimedia conglomerate, like family figurehead that you can think of. Um, and he has four children, um, kind of three, he treats as his serious children. Um, but even them, he doesn't really believe are serious. And he just, the entire arc of the four seasons of the show is him pulling and pushing approval against each of his children to make them fight each other, um, and kind of destroy themselves, uh, so that they can't succeed him. Uh, if I'm really spoiling the show. Uh, and so I think it's, it's an, 
it's a horrible weapon. It's an evil weapon. It's it makes me sad, but it is the most powerful weapon on the show that I feel like is, you know, going to win all the awards. Okay, so. But it's also not a tangible thing and it's mostly psychological. That's that's fine. That's fair. Um, if that is what you want to offer up, we will vote. Um, because I'm perfectly fine with you having a terrible pick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I definitely get it. I feel like I would definitely even probably really like the pick if I'd seen more than like two episodes of the show. But even then, there's so many iconic actual weapons on the still up there. This is a terrible pick. So I'm I'm approving it. Um, what say you, Ryan? Damon, if you got Timon and Pumbaa both on the Animal Companions draft and you didn't approve this, like we're, we're going to need to have a discussion off. Well, that was a good pick, and, and I won. I don't see him winning with this pick. Of course, you do have the succession bros that are going to be like, oh my god, that pick, that pick right there. <laughs> Perfect. Fuck off. <laughs> um... No, but I mean, that it's one of the most popular shows in recent memory. It really is. So I really can't argue against that. So I, I say yes for that, for that reason alone. Um, Anna, Ryan, yes, no. I'm fine with it. I haven't seen any of Succession. Um, I'm sure I will at some point. But yeah, um, this, this seems uh, it seems like he weaponized this very much in the show. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> This is amazing. I absolutely threw it out there thinking it'd be vetoed and had other picks ready. <laughs> so I deserve this. So I'll take it. Oh, my God. I know that, that it's like two against one. I'm going to say no, but I'm like curious to see what your backup plan was. <laughs> so my backup plan, I was torn, honestly, between three things from like super different areas. So my video game pick might have been the BFG from Doom. The mm. big fucking gun, which I yeah. I think changed changed first person shooter games permanently. Um, the lasso of truth, um, which I just think is such a cool and unique weapon. Wonder Woman's lasso of truth, um, and and I just love it. And I think uh, it's maybe even underrated. And then my last one is the Infinity Gauntlet, which is fucking all powerful and was the center of the culmination of the greatest twenty year movie arc in fandom. <laughs> The only 20-year yeah. arc in fandom, but... That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Why did we not pick these? <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. about it. I, I, I just don't... My... As Honestly, a weapon... I... <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. Uh, no, uh, you can go. I was gonna say honestly, I didn't like it. Just didn't compute to me. Um, but it, it makes sense. But yeah, go ahead, Dan. I was just saying, like, I thought about it, but as a weapon, I just see it more as like a vessel of power and like a tool than a weapon. Um, it, it's definitely a weapon, but I just I see it a little bit. I just don't see it as one as much as as everything else, you know. So that's just a personal yeah. choice for me. Did y'all just a very popular T-shirt? Uh, when I was growing up at the peak of Ani DeFranco hysteria in Western Massachusetts uh, was an Ani DeFranco shirt that had the quote on the back that said, every tool is a weapon if you hold it right. So <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet is both. It's a vessel yeah. for power and he absolutely wields it as a weapon. 
Ani DeFranco said so. She yeah, said so, weapon. She said it, so it's true. I saw her in concert. Right, well, me too. Um, I think this is a perfect way to segue into uh, our honorable mentions. Great, great keeping us on track, Ryan. Uh, that's why we... <laughs> someone can't believe I got it. that pick. I cannot that's believe I got that pick. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, you go ahead. Hit us with some that... Uh, you did not get to draft, but definitely should get mentioned. Yeah, so the closest ones, the ones that just missed the cut for me, um, are the Vibranium Spear of uh, the Dora Milaje uh, for the MCU. Those oh. things are just so fucking cool, and, and they use them so well. Um, and then I'm not sure if it would have counted, but um, the Green, Green Lantern's Rings uh, from DC. Oh, um, yeah that one i almost picked as well um that was on my and list then as <laughs> as far as video game weapons go um the hammer from super smash brothers like talk about ultimate goat weapons that one is just like hell yeah there's 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 no stopping it there's no defense it's just if someone gets it then you're toast um i just have a couple that it was on my list that didn't get drafted like i mentioned earlier saba the 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 dagger from mighty morphin power rangers excalibur maybe the most iconic weapon of all time i don't know about a goat weapon but it's definitely maybe the most well known um needle that would be my pick from Game of Thrones. And then, of course, one more video game weapon. The one that just can make you so mad in an instant. It's the energy sword from the Halo series. Yeah. Just the way it looks, the damage you could do with it. Ugh. So many, so many people, so many mad, upset kids because of the energy sword. Those, those are mine. Anna, what, what are a couple honorable mentions you got? Yeah, so I a lot of them were already mentioned, but um, for my Trekkies out there, I had the Chronum Time Ship. I was going to pick the Batleth, and then I went down a YouTube rabbit hole of whether or not you could effectively use a Batleth versus a Longsword. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, like, then there was the issue of, like, a Metleth can, like, break a Batleth, and it was, like, a whole thing, so then I just opted out of it. Um <laughs> Obviously, the, the Star Trek phaser, pretty iconic. You have the sonic screwdriver. Um, I'm a big Supernatural fan, so I was debating, like, do I bring in Death Scythe, Death Ring, um, the First Blade, um, Angel Blades, the Coal, and then, you know, that was a whole thing as well. Um, and, of course, like, Valerian and Ice from A Song of Ice and Fire. But then, you know, we were told no living beings can be considered a weapon as part of the draft. <laughs> Um, and I mentioned Riptide earlier because any sword that turns into a pen is cool as hell. So, facts. Yep. All right. All right. Adi, any others that you want to mention before we get out of here? Sure, sure. Uh, so, real quick. So, from video games, the only other ones that I was thinking of, I mean, I just love um, the Soul Calibur series and Soul Edge, I think is, a, you know, for that community is, is very iconic, but has not you know, like fully crossed over. I also had the portal gun in mind. Um, uh, it's like sort of a weapon. It is a weapon, but, um, you know, just so cool. It's so cool. Um, the only other gun that I was thinking about was the golden gun from James Bond. Um, yeah, 
but it only shoots yeah. one bullet at a time, which is so annoying. Um, but it is, it is, it's iconic um, for sure. Um, I had the dark saber on the list. Um, That's a good one. Uh, I, yeah, dark saber. Uh, was, that was definitely yeah, on my yeah. list too. Guys. Yeah. Mandalorian kind of. That one's yeah, destroyed. That's, that's why I discounted it. It took its shine off for sure the last season. Um, I also had from Lord of the Rings, I had two things that were not yet mentioned. I love Sting. Sting. Sting is amazing. Um, I feel like, you know, as we were talking about, you know, weapons like really well tied to the person who wields them. I think that's a great example of that. Um, and I think the one ring of power is a freaking amazing weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so I put that on my list as well. Um, and like a cool deep cut that I just wanted to mention also is the dagger of time from Prince of Persia. Um, because it Ooh, okay. is both like, you know, just a super effective sharp dagger, but it also controls time. Um, so that's a pretty cool weapon. Multi-use weapons are, are very awesome. That's all I got. All right. Anyone have any, any other weapons they wanted to mention? Anything else they wanted to say? Mention to the people at home. No, fuck those people. A father's approval. A father's approval is a powerful weapon. That's what I want to say to the voters <laughs> at home to tie together my full Father's Day theme. That's <laughs> there we go. There we go. You heard it here first. Happy Father's Day from from us at Planet Fantasy. <laughs> 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 um, but no, Eddie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. Um, I'm sure we'll have you again as long as you, you, you know, you don't just ghost us after this. Who knows? <laughs> now, this was a blast. Thanks so much for, for having me. I love doing it. Of course, of course. Anna, Ryan, thank y'all as always. Uh, y'all are co-hosts at this point, so it's not like y'all have a choice. Um, you're, you're, you know, you're contractually obligated now. So, but thank you for your service. And um, yeah, if, if y'all didn't have anything for the people, I, I think it's safe to say that uh, this was a great episode. We have a fun one planned for the next one. Um, loosely, I think we are doing a nostalgia trip. It's been a minute since we've done one. It's about time. And we're going to be doing a very, very topical, topical one. We are doing Mission Impossible, the first movie. Anna has never seen it. Ryan has not seen it in quite some time. So we're going to see how it holds up and what it's like to, to see with fresh eyes. And Anna's watching a Tom Cruise movie of her own choice for some reason. <laughs> I cannot wait to be roasted for my takes. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. Y'all, y'all dig in. But until next time, y'all, this is what we do. having kids and then immediately picked the first weapon that killed kids. Did not even think about it. Did not even think about it. Oh, that's probably going into the podcast right there. Great I mean, line. Great comment. Gee, better father than Stannis Baratheon or not? 11. <laughs> 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 <laughs>